That's like the moment when the responsibility and the weight kind of start to sink in that like you are responsible for all these people traveling however far and being in a space that you've chosen and... Yeah. That's so what the flip are side of it, right? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. That's the flip side. So one of the things you do need to consider is that, yes, you are responsible for all these humans. Uh, with that comes a cost. So, you know, putting in yeah. place those things like waivers is really important. So waivers, visas, dietary re- re- requirements. Mm. That's really important to consider when you're eating together, multiple meals, making sure that everyone is going to be catered for. That's a huge one or any medical uh, requirements there. Then you think about like the room allocations because our team members are going to be sharing, which was something that was a positive from the first retreat as well. Um, so we got everyone to room together, obviously segregated, uh, Uh, boys and girls and so thinking about who's best um hey friends it's nicole and kate your girls from across the globe sydney australia and puerto rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you i'm kate and i'm nicole and welcome back to another candid conversation with us each week we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to we share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one you're not alone and two that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries shifts in perspectives and energy to move ahead with confidence because that's what real friends do they provide love support and space for one another to share without judgment speak without hesitation and to learn from each other even when we don't agree and with that let's dive in Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. How are you? I am good. A little frazzled, but good. You are in crunch time for your team retreat. Oh, it's been so hectic since we got back from Japan. Of course, our friends have heard all about our trip. And um, yeah, as soon as we came back, we've been planning another trip. Wow. To the Philippines, right? To the Philippines, we've got our team retreat friends um, happening, leaving this Saturday, happening from Sunday. Wow. Oh, my goodness. When you told me in Japan, your guys' turnaround to do your team retreat, I was just like bowing down to you. So impressive. <laughs> I don't know if it's impressive or it's madness, but we're doing it. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about one of our favorite topics, which happens to be planning. And we're going to be focused on your planning for your team retreat that, as we just said, is happening this coming week. So by the time this episode goes live, you will already be back home. Everything will have gone fantastically well. And I'm sure that you're going to have many, many, many more lessons learned. But uh, I can't wait to hear all about your planning process. I know that this is a lot. I've also planned events before, so I'll be adding my two cents in here and there, although I've never done a team retreat. So I'm especially intrigued by the added dimension that that gives to it, as we're going to be discussing in today's episode the whole other added thing that you have to consider is like this itinerary and visioning for the business and bringing everyone together on the same page, which is quite unique for an event because typically everyone's coming to an event because 
they want to learn about a topic or a subject and you're bringing people together to, well, I'm excited to hear from you why you're bringing people together. Um, but so many moving pieces, accommodations, travel, content, what you're going to do the entire time, your team's traveling from all different locations across the globe. You and Omar are traveling from a different location, which is a definite added complexity. So what do you say we dive in? Let's just get into it. (laughs) (laughs) I also love that we're recording this now because this is so fresh and relevant for you right now with you leaving in just a couple of days. So I know you have all these things swimming around in your mind. Appreciate you jumping on to do this recording so that we could chat about this. Um, So first, I want to hear about your and Omar's initial conversation and decision to host a team retreat. This is going to be your second one. Is that right? Yeah, it's our second one because COVID thwarted the plans for the second one. So our first Mm -hmm. one was in 2019 where we took the team off to Ubud in uh, Bali, Indonesia. And that was, yeah, that was such a milestone for us because um, our team is remote. Everyone's working in different locations. We have been remote since day one, since we started our business back in 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. um, since we had teammates um, in 2014. And so we hadn't met our teammates in person. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the idea of bringing everyone together in one location was super exciting. Uh, super nerve wracking too, because it's a massive responsibility and there's so many moving parts, as you've already alluded to, that we did, we got through the first one and it was amazing and couldn't wait to do the second one. And then COVID. Yeah. So you guys had to postpone that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And how big is your team right now? So when we're talking full time, we're 15 full time and we've got some part timers as well. Um, so it'll be the full time teammates um, that are coming. And there's a few, a couple of people that can't make it. So yeah, there's going to be 13 of us this time. Wow. And how many were there the first time around? Nine. So we've Nine. got a few okay. more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm curious to hear about the differences in planning your first one versus planning your second one. Of course, you had takeaways and things that influenced how you planned the second time around. But before we get into how the first one went and the biggest lessons that you learned and how you're implementing those things for this time, I kind of want to stick to the planning process first. So like finding the right place, creating the itinerary, um, how you handled travel. So you guys did your first one in Bali. This one's going to be in the Philippines. Talk about your decision to do do it in a different location this time and why you chose the Philippines. Mm, There's a few reasons for that. So a lot of our teammates are based in the Philippines. And so the first time we, for our first retreat, um, it was such a big deal that we were going to do it. And we really wanted to bring people to a location that was easy, easily accessible and different enough for them, right? Because a lot of uh, companies who have a lot of team members in the Philippines will de- default to hosting it in the Philippines, which made sense at the time. I'm talking back in 2018, 2019, when we were planning this. And so it was super exciting for the first one for the teammates in the Philippines to travel abroad. But there were some complexities with that too. Mm. And and so and a few of them had couldn't make it and 
missed out, unfortunately. So we didn't want that element of it from the first time around that we ran it. And we wanted to make sure that as many people could attend. So it made perfect sense, given that the majority of the team is from the Philippines to host it there. And where we're hosting it in Cebu, which is an island um, with like these beachfront properties is really nice even for a local, right? Like it's an experience. It's like a really nice staycation. So we didn't feel like they were going to miss out, but we were definitely then going to ensure that more people would be able to attend from the team, which is really very important. Right. It's kind of like the, I mean, it's the reason we're doing it, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, when you run into, when you realize when you're planning these things and you realize visas, entry requirements, then you start to realize, wow, you know, Mm. it's one thing when you're planning, you know, entry into a country with your passport, but when you're dealing with multiple passports, then there's a whole new complexity that yeah, visas was something that I was thinking about too of like if you pick a destination that's outside of everyone's country then what does that add to the process and making sure that everyone's good to get in and good to get out and well, <laughs> you don't really want to that's yeah, what it adds. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I know that for a lot of visas there's like really strict timing constraints on that too mm. to where like you have to submit it within a certain time of going and yeah, all this stuff. Right. So, yeah, I remember, too, when John and I went to the Philippines for Chris Ducker's um, event, we brought two of our team members who were in the Philippines. We brought them over to the resort that we were at, which was in Cebu, because we wanted to meet them. And they were close enough by that we could get them a quick flight over to spend a day with us. And they said, too, from being you know, from the Philippines, they're like, a lot of the times we don't even get to travel to these areas. So to your point of choosing this destination, that is still very much an exciting place to be, even though they live, you know, there, um, that it's not really a place that maybe they would get to visit very often. Exactly, exactly. So I didn't feel like we were sacrificing this time by making this kind of smart decision to, to host it in Cebu in the Philippines. And it's still somewhat close for you guys too. You're not like having to travel across the globe. I mean, I know it's not a super easy trip for you, but you could have chosen someplace much further. True. It's a little bit more complex because it's an island off. I mean, the Philippines has so many islands. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going through, yeah, you have some options from Sydney through Singapore or through Hong Kong. Um, so it's a few, a couple of uh, different uh, okay. flights. There is a stopover. Um, but that's, yeah, it's again, like when you're coordinating these many locations um, to an island, no one's going to have a direct flight. Um, right. Well, Unless they're in the Philippines. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then lucky them. <laughs> yes, exactly. um, okay, so you find the great place and that totally makes sense that you want to be in the Philippines. That's where a majority of your team is. Certainly makes it easier for you guys. For the travel aspect of it, For even for those who are in the Philippines, and then of course for your team members, because I know you have team outside the Philippines as well. When you're planning this, like, are you booking all of this yourself for them? Or do you kind of give people time restraints and tell them that they need to book it? How does that work? No, we do, we book it ourselves, of course. Whoa. Yeah, and I say of course because you know you you're leaving it up to chance to make sure right. that everybody. Not that they're not responsible, but you know what it's like. Time yeah. zones, time delays dates, all of that, um, it can get a little bit tricky. And so we do it for them. And thankfully, this time around, big lesson from the first trip, it was Omar and I doing 
everything ourselves, we still didn't have an EA back then. Wow. I can't, I can't believe that. Yeah. That's a whole other <laughs> business topic in itself, right? We're not going to go yeah. down there. But thankfully now the company has an amazing EA and Ramin has been awesome in pretty much, you know, helping us organize and orchestrate this whole thing. Uh, but we book and pay for the flights for the team. Okay. And what is the whole thing included? You're inviting your team to this team retreat. You guys are footing the bill for everything. Everything. Food, transfers, accommodation, flights, uh, activities. Lucky team. I think so. But then lucky us that we, you know, have an amazing team. And this is the primary reason for doing this is that you want to really express to the team how much you value them and how much mm-hmm. you appreciate them. Um, that's one of the big reasons for doing something like this. The other side is that they can not appreciate us or the company. They can appreciate each other because they don't get to spend time. I mean, they, they spend time together virtually, especially for a remote team, uh, whether it's meetings, standups, you know, chat, whatever, but spending time in person and getting to know their teammates that's, you know, a whole different thing. And that's really the big reason for doing it as well. Yeah, there are so many benefits to that. And also, when you have a team as big as you guys do, I know that there are so many different departments. And a lot of times, those departments are not really crossing over. So not understanding what other people in the company are doing and why that's so critical, not only for the end user, but also for the other team to know that like, oh, this department does this and it impacts the way that I do my work. That is can be very beneficial to learn that and have that understanding moving forward. So I think it's so awesome that you guys do this. Not, I, I mean, I would say a large minority of companies do something like this for their employees and kudos to you guys for not only building a fantastic team but for treating them so well oh that's very nice thank you really appreciate that yeah Yeah. okay so the goal in coming away from the retreat is really team building yeah exactly i think the thing the the focus of the first one was getting to know each other Pulling it off was the the focus of the first one. Can can we actually (laughs) do this? this? (laughs) Can we do this? Can we survive? Do we come back in one piece? Okay. That was really maybe the umbrella um, goal. But, you know, under that is meeting for the first time and working together. I think we had this sense of like, oh, we're working apart, away from each other. Let's work together. Um, I think what we learned from the first time working together is great. And we're going to have that element as well in, in our schedule. But predominantly the activities are around hanging out, spending time together, doing fun team building activities and fun activities, as well as more free time. Um, I think we packed being the planners that we are, we packed way too much in the first retreat. And we realized that people do need some space, some time and just some free, free time to do their own thing together as well. Yeah, that's a great lesson learned. And I'd imagine like just thinking about events that I've been a part of or even events that I've planned, that has been consistent feedback from the attendees being the attendee, that point of view, and then also putting it on. It's also nice for you to have that time. Mm. Yeah, didn't you feel that? I mean, I know we've talked about this when you've been to conferences recently that need to just kind of 
because everyone's different, introvert, extrovert, or, you know, Mm -hmm. preserving your energy, all of that, you have to consider that some people do need a little bit of downtime, personal space, alone time, and being conscious of that. And I remember you were saying, like, it's just nice to be able to just, you know, go go to your room or hang out in the lounge somewhere, read, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that I really appreciated about the Tony Robbins mastermind that we got to participate in in Fiji. So we had like a four day uh, retreat at his uh, Namali resort there. And it was absolutely incredible. There were so many amazing group activities, but then there were entire days where we could choose to do whatever we wanted. And those were the times when we got together with other people that were there with us and that we were able to spend time with them and spend time by ourselves too, that really like enriched the whole trip overall. Um, Okay. So on that note, how does that then play into creating the itinerary and the content? Because Part of this, you guys are doing activities as a team. Part of this, you're giving them free time to decide what they want to do. Are there, I'd imagine you guys are kind of giving like a state of the union type something like this is where the business is at. This is our vision. This is where we're headed. This is our goal. These are our goals for the year. Like what is that side of it like putting together that content? Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to, I mean, this is your opportunity to rally the team, to re, you know, state the vision and all of that in person, um, and to get people excited and, and, and looking ahead and all of that. So definitely Omar is going to do, a, you know, a presentation and I'll have my part as well in that. But, um, the timing of that is really important too. Um, so I remember the last time we did it, we had it as the first thing in the morning. You want you want the you want those you know key presentations at a time where people are awake and alert and all of that. You're not going to do it after lunch, right? The worst time slot ever, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or just before a break. It's like I need coffee. I remember the first, last the last retreat we did it the first morning, and you know people still jet lagged people were still kind of not fully you know there yet um so that we've moved that presentation later in the in the schedule still still a morning schedule but um allowing people to you know break the ice on the first day get to know each other a little bit more feel that you know pass get through all of those maybe a little bit of the awkwardness you know that happens when you're meeting for the first time all of that because some teammates are meeting for the first time and then okay we're here we're into it now let's let's talk vision let's talk big picture and to be clear you're not just like putting your team in a room and being like introduce yourselves like you guys have activities that they're doing and prompts this is this is where we we pull our you know put our teaching days hats back on and (laughs) you know revisit all those activities and you know very organized organized uh, and structured activities so that you know it's staggered like i remember the first icebreaker we did last time was just way too intense for the first icebreaker so we're <laughs> definitely going to make this one a lot easier um just to warm people up uh, yeah. okay um okay so finding the right place uh, the travel aspects, you guys, how you've decided to, you know, create this space and this time for your team, the goal of the retreat for you guys, creating that itinerary and that content. And this like doesn't even really touch on a couple of the things that we have mentioned, like visas and all the behind the scenes stuff that people probably don't think about at all. So if they're 
is anyone tuning in who's thinking about planning a retreat or especially a team retreat, but I think that this is applicable for any retreat, really. Mm -hmm. I've run retreats where I've done this. What are some of those things? Like we mentioned the visas for travel. Um, Release forms was a big thing. Actually, I think I learned that from you. The first retreat I hosted, you were like, do not forget to have everyone sign a release. (laughs) A waiver, right? A waiver (laughs) release, yes. That's like the moment when the responsibility and the weight kind of start to sink in that like you are responsible for all these people traveling however far and being in a space that you've chosen and... Yeah, so That's what the flip are the side of, of it, right? Yeah, that, exactly. Yep. That's the flip side. So one of the things you do need to consider is that yes, you are responsible for all these humans. Uh, with that comes a cost. So, you know, putting in yeah. place those things like waivers is really important. So waivers, visas, dietary re- re- requirements, mm. that's really important mm-hmm. to consider when you're eating together, multiple meals, making sure that everyone is going to be catered for. That's a huge one or any medical uh, requirements there. Then you think about like the room allocations because our team members are going to be sharing, which was something that was a positive from the first retreat as well. Um, so we got everyone to room together, obviously segregated, uh, Uh, boys and girls and so thinking about who's best um, and how to create those allocations making you know considerations for departments and people who know each other or don't know each other all of that and then the menu you know putting together that menu so that people you know eating is such a big part of it too because you're sharing that those meals together those conversations yeah what else transfers uh, making sure that everyone arrives you know on time around the same time Everyone leaves, you know, and has has their transfers organized. So those are kind of, yeah, top of mind. Well, and it sounds like this time around, at least, you have Ramina. So you have this great support of having somebody be able to... Did you kind of have her handle all of this stuff? Yeah, we basically handed over the base pack base camp project from our 2019 trip and go look at all the things we did <laughs> okay and then Amazing. she pulled yeah we were super plan i know you appreciate the hyper planning but you have to you have to yeah absolutely no there's way such around a huge it. benefit to having like those processes and those systems in place because when you go to do it the second time oh my goodness how far ahead of the game are you at that point right the retrospective i know we've talked about this in other conversations when you do a retrospective as soon as you come back from gathering feedback all of that i went through our retrospective that omar and i did back in 2019 that i hadn't revisited of course because how many years have passed since then and it was so interesting i totally forgot about some of the decisions we made and some of the decisions we said we're going to, you know, we'll do things we'll do differently moving forward. So having that document was an incredible resource. It was just like, oh, those people did a really great job. Oh, they could do a lot better there. It was just, you know, you're able to have a little bit of distance as well from it. And yeah. Well, and I feel like that's something that so many people don't take the time to do because you get done hosting something like that. And the first thing you want to do is like lock yourself in a dark room and sleep. <laughs> but taking the time to really look back and reflect on the things that went well, what you would change in the future, even if you don't know whether or not you're going to host one again, I feel like that's really important. Um, so on that note, that's how I want to wrap up this episode is kind of with some of your biggest lessons. So based on the first one, what's one of the biggest lessons that you're taking and doing differently this time than the first time? 
Oh, I wouldn't say mm, that's a good one. Differently, there's a few things we're doing differently in terms of the schedule, itinerary, that free time that I was talking about, making sure people have more time to to the, to bond and and not be rushed from one one activity to another. I honestly think that the thing we got from that first one was that in person matters, and and that's the that was the problem with I guess having this big gap in in the last couple of years of not being able to bond in person, and realizing that they get an opportunity to value each other like spending mm. time like it's one thing to say oh this oh this is a great company think you know they're taking me on a retreat this is awesome it's one thing to have that but it's it's another thing to remember that to realize who they're working with and how awesome the other people on the team are and that they don't get that opportunity and again that comes down to making sure that it's less work focused and Yes, there'll be times for the business, the big picture, the vision, all of that, but it's much more focused on enjoying each other's company, each other's time and feeling like, oh, I work with some really cool people. These people are awesome and they have more of an established connection that they can take, you know, when they're back online, when they're chatting, you know, in base camp or when they're in their, in their you know, sinks and meetings, department meetings, they carry those experiences and those memories with them. That's what I think we want to really create more of in in this retreat. Mm-hmm. I can totally. Okay, so John and I haven't gone to um, doing like an in person team retreat, but we have been a lot more intentional about bringing our team together online. And I even see the difference in that. I totally agree with you that in person matters, and that it's the ultimate. Like, of course, to be able to do that. Um, but we've done a lot of like virtual implementation of that, and having our team members understand what each other does in the business, what their roles are, how it impacts their world. Back to what I was saying before, I think that's really important. So what a gift to be able to do this in person. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And okay, so that is, um, that's something that you guys will definitely be focusing on this time. What would you say is one of the biggest wins from the first time around that you're excited to do again this time? I think the biggest win is that there is that element of reciprocation, right? It's that it happens when, you know, you give, you give back, all of that. You, it's, it's, it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the team members that are, that are with us really felt that. And again, I just, you know, the fact that these last few years were so hard on people with COVID, with isolation, with all of that that they've experienced. And to know that the team still gave it their all. We, you know, we had some challenges over the last couple of years. So to really give back to them as a thank you, I think it's going to, I hope that that's going to translate, that they're going to feel that through the experience. Oh, well, I know that they will. And I'm so excited for you guys going off to the Philippines, hosting this team retreat. And I'm so glad to hear about your planning process. Because again, for me, I've taken so many notes from you guys and the events that you've held. And I've implemented so many of those things into the retreats that we've hosted um, for our audience. And I know that anyone tuning in who's thinking about hosting their own team retreat or a retreat for their audience is going to have so many takeaways from today's episode. So thank you for opening up the kimono, so to speak, and sharing with us your planning process. (laughs) Oh, I'm happy. And I'm glad that hopefully this will inspire you to yeah do another uh, do an in-person one with your team too. 
Yeah, you really, you definitely have me like reeling on all the benefits that it brings. I am definitely on board with all of those things. I think it's an incredible idea. And I know that your event is going to go so amazingly well. I'm sending you all the great vibes for smooth travel, for smooth implementation, and for safe things all around. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Putting it out there. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Yes. Um, Well, we will definitely be asking you for an update coming up on the next episode so stay tuned for that friends and as we close out today's chat on planning a team retreat we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most friends if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.